0: All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Theory and Theology podcast. Um, I just recorded a tidbits episode about denominational differences. Um, Just kind of looking generally at how the Adventist church kind of looks different from um most of the mainstream christian churches um the things that kind of set that church kind of differently um I'm kind of taking things broad and narrowing them down in this series I wanted to talk in bits and pieces about the adventist church um and so I mean a lot of this is based on my own experience um, and my own, you know, upbringing being raised in Southern California. So I know in the Bible Belt, there are a lot of differences. In other countries, there are a lot of differences as well. Um, so there are definitely other cultural factors that play a role within the Adventist Church. But I'm just kind of talking from my own uh, perspective and trying to give a. Um, an overall picture to people who might not really understand how the Adventist church is, how it's different. Um, I hope the other recording wasn't too loud, or sorry, too quiet. I was in in the house stew um, in my bedroom. It's 9, oh, well, it was 9 p.m. when I left. It's 9.17 p.m. now on a Saturday, I'm sorry, Friday night. Um, right now it's December 17th. Um, and yeah, I felt like, you know, I had my heater on and so that was kind of a buffer of noise, kind of like white noise-ish. Um, and then, yeah, I felt okay with the heater on, but then when I turned it off, I was like, man, like I can't hear anybody else's like music or radios or phone calls or anything. So I was like, well, let me just keep recording but go to my car and then you know the roommate that's always noisy decided she was going to start taking phone calls (laughs) um and so she was like yelling on her phone so I was like I don't know how loud it is in my room but our walls are so thin that if somebody's having a conversation even as loud as I'm talking now you can hear to the next wall so or even if I have my cell phone on and I'm just listening to music on my cell phone you can hear that through the wall um, and so when I do have to record indoors, it's like I have to be really quiet, and I try not to do it like after nine p m even though people are up like but the guy in the living room sleeps at like eight thirty p m so I'm like, and I know he's he's working um tomorrow, so I was like, well, let me not be noisy, um. But plus, you know, it's nice to just get out and be able to talk freely and not have to feel like I'm whispering. I don't like that feeling. The only thing I don't like about recording outside. So when I record outside my house, um, it just feels weird because I know people already know that I'm sitting there and the neighbors come out for smoking um, cigarettes. And then the people across the street, one of them comes out and he smokes weed or walks the dog, and so they see me out there a lot, and then there's an old man who kind of comes out and checks, you know, around his yard and stuff, and like, um, but yeah, so sometimes I just come down to this parking lot where I'm at right now, but I know, um, I mean, no offense to homeless people, but I know they do sleep here um, but I'm also here, like, almost every day, so after hours at this parking lot of the business that, you know, it's a a post office, so they're never open, like, Friday nights, and so, and I'm usually here after work, when I record for other podcasts, I come here, and then, like, if I'm here past an hour, past five, um, usually they're closed, so, all right, um, so I want to record some more tidbits some more tidbits about the Adventist Church. Um, again, I'm going more broad to more detailed. So, I talked about the back, like just kind of the general differences. So we're gonna break down some of those differences and look at more details about um, Adventist beliefs. Now I'm not gonna go um too detailed on biblical, you know, passages or like writings from Ellen G. White's books and things like that like I don't need to like get in the page numbers and bible verses and all that um but I would say anything that that makes the Adventist church seem different either comes from the bible so it's something that you see in the bible kind of almost word for word like Adventists try to follow word for word so, I mean, they say that, right? I mean, I, I have to keep mentioning this. They say that, but I've also mentioned like Messianic Jews or Jews for Jesus. They follow the Bible kind of more strictly according to Jewish tradition, which is actually more accurate than uh, Catholic and Protestant Christian churches that have a lot of pagan tradition wrapped into the, you know, religious Traditions and things like that. Um, now, I'm not here to say anybody's wrong or anybody's more right. I'm just saying, like, it's almost like okay, if somebody gives you um, a book on, you know, English vocabulary or English, um, you know, how to how to speak English, and you use the book, and then you're like, well, I'm going to use this slang from this state and this slang from this city and this slang from this part of the world. And then, kind of make make some of my own rules and throw some of my own, you know, flavor into this. Um, and then you just kind of speak. Now you would still say that person speaks English. Um, And then there's a certain level of changing that it's like, okay, this is no longer English anymore, where I kind of feel like that's kind of how I see religion. So I know that a lot of times I do kind of like say, oh, this is inaccurate or this is wrong or this is, you know, but usually the reason why I say that is because there are manuals and books and basically like written information that that, you know, most Christians, most religions most denominations within Christianity or the Christian churches themselves all claim that they follow the denomination that they are in. They all claim that they follow the Bible. And then you want to wonder, why do they all look so different? Um, so the Adventist church is just like the other churches in that they say, okay, we follow the Bible closely because of reasons A, B, C, D, whatever. Um, so... Yes, there is stuff that they do that is closer to biblically what you would see or um, hasn't been, like, altered by pagan um, tradition. And then a lot of it is kind of, like, they they believe that it's God-inspired words to a prophet, Ellen G. White, um, that gave a lot of traditional um, changes because... In those times, in the 1800s, there was a lot of reform going on um, in the in this country in the U.S. Um, and so, the Adventist Church was one of those churches that kind of sprung out of this great studying of the Bible, um, where people were so interested in just trying to get it accurate and like using the Bible to reflect on their lives and kind of change, you know, what they were seeing wasn't really working. Um, now overall, Adventist people, at least Americans, tend to live an average of seven years longer than, uh, according to studies, you know, they've done studies about blue zones and things like that, and people in blue zones um, tend to live longer, so places like, there are places in Japan, there are places in, I can't remember if it was like some Mediterranean places, um, and then Loma Linda, California, is one of those places, I believe, or close to being one of those places in the world. And the reason for them being a Blue Zone, or almost, I think they are a Blue Zone, um, the reason for that is that they eat healthier and believe in a balanced kind of work lifestyle balance, as well as, you know, having a spiritual, you know, 24-hour period at least, um and community around and like there's a lot of you know exercising things like that there's a lot of beliefs that are kind of in the the religious traditions that you don't really see in um other denominations as much um at least to my knowledge I've never seen like Baptists or anybody really being like okay. Is my, you know, like maybe individually people might talk about lifestyle balance and things like that, but I don't think that it's like part of like the church doctrine necessarily to like eat healthy and like, you know, um, that kind of thing. Um, the Adventist denomination does teach about like what's called like the health message, which is technically a lot of the message that was given to Ellen G. White. There were a lot of, pieces of information in there that were related to health, health, healthier lifestyle compared to the rest of the United States in general. So people, um, like if you read the book, The Adventist Home, there's a lot of information about, you know, everything, every aspect of your life. Um, If you were an Adventist, every traditional aspect of your life from where you would live. So typically someone from an Adventist, you know, background would be encouraged to live in a place that's not a city because of the, you know, the pollution in the city, the high stress, high strain of the city, um, exposure to more diseases and um, more stressors basically with the traffic and the noise levels and um, limited nature. Um, around you and so you know people are healthier when you're living more like in a in a instead of an urban setting and more of like a rural setting like in the country or you know in a nature area um, compared to living in like you know downtown LA or something like that you know um, so a lot of I wouldn't say a lot of Adventists tend to live outside of cities that's not I don't know how accurate that would be, but I would just say in general, there is knowledge around, like, if you live in the city and your stress levels and the pollution you're exposed to and the, and the noise levels and things like that, that is not necessarily as good for your health as it would be if you were living in another part of, you know, your state or your um, region, you know, that was maybe more rural, maybe like like where I live um coastally is nice because you have the beach there but then the more inland you go it's a little more rural um you get a little bit more space the air is a lot fresher like I was raised in LA um and literally there are times when you can like you'll be driving on the freeway and you see like downtown LA in the distance and you're driving towards it, and you literally can see the layer of pollution that you're driving into. Now, the rest of LA is polluted too, but you're literally driving into pollution, and you know, this is what you're breathing, you know, it affects your skin, your breath, your breathing, your lungs, um, I mean, slowly over time, not necessarily like, okay, you breathe the air and now you're doomed. I mean, like, people do say, like, different people with, like, different health conditions, like COPD and, like, um, like, asthma and different kind of, like, respiratory conditions, people have said that they do notice the difference between, you know, when they, when they come to, like, certain cities versus when they're in certain other areas that aren't, like, like that, um, Certain people do notice a difference with their, like, respiratory systems and things like that. Um, I've never paid much attention to to it for myself, but I'm sure there's probably something to it. Um, um, So that would be just in general, as far as, like, where you would choose to live, uh, where you would choose to go to school. Adventists tend to educate their children in Adventist schools. Um, That's very common. Um, to go to an Adventist school, um, and Adventist college or university after the fact, um, now something that's interesting about Adventists that, I I don't know if, I think somebody told me this, like, along with the statistics when they were doing that study about, um, Adventist lifespans, um, they were studying the people in Loma Linda, um, and when they found, um, the life, the lifespan differences, um, and then, um, I think, I think I heard it from the person who was discussing that study, now, don't quote me on this, but I think they were also saying, um, that Adventists, like, as far as education, too, and job, um, job fields, too, um, Adventists tend to be not like more educated than the general population, that's not, I don't think that's exactly what they said. But I think you know, Adventists in general tend to graduate high school, Adventists in general tend to go to colleges or universities. Um, Adventists in general, there are a few fields that people tend to work in, which is usually like nursing, other healthcare related professions. Um, lawyers, no, sorry, that's wrong. Um, so nursing, healthcare-related professions, education, um, mission work, and working through, like, a a theological, like, you know, um, job, um, like a pastor or something along those lines, and volunteering as well. Um, I don't think they mentioned that, but that was one thing that they also said kind of sets people apart, is that um, the education levels and the job, you know, the types of jobs, but definitely the education levels. Um, I can't think of one person that I went to church with that didn't finish college um I think I have one friend that I can think of that didn't get a bachelor's maybe two um but one of them I think has been a parent for a very long time um and has been working a long time and has gone to school um the other one also went to school um had some college um and joined the military. Um, and I've known people who weren't raised Adventists that, you know, um yeah, I know I know just a handful full sorry, a handful of people who didn't get their bachelors, but all of them, as far as I know, um, have a decent family life or work or work ethic. Um, from what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anyone who And the the people I'm thinking of, you know, they've had different life circumstances where, like I mentioned, like, if they've had kids uh, younger or if they've been working for a really long time um, and things like that, where it's like, you know, if you're if you're trying to go to an Adventist school, you're going to it's going to cost you a fortune. Um, And is Adventist education better than all the other education? I mean, I was told I was always told that Advent. Adventist education is the best or one of the best um I don't know if they meant like in the world but in the U.S. um where I'm from you know being raised in LA and in Southern California that's not necessarily accurate because there are a lot of good uh like high schools around like I was raised around like a lot of really good high schools um Yeah, you know, that had their own, like, unified systems that were really good, uh, people would get into UCs from those high schools, like, they wouldn't take, like, a whole lot of students, but if you even went to community college after those high schools, like, you were usually set, you could, you could pass all your classes, you'd do good, versus some kids I knew, um, who were my age that went to schools in other parts of the city, um, and they weren't necessarily Adventist schools, but, um, yeah, they finished, and we're still in like the um, introductory courses, and had to take a, a year or so of Englishes and maths types of courses just to get up to the level of community college level math and English and all that kind of stuff, so that you could actually um, pl- have the prerequisites to take certain types of like history and philosophy and all that kind of stuff. Um, so if you didn't already have those foundations in place you'd have to spend more time and money to try to get the education up to that level. So, um, now Adventist education, I would say is, um, it's not, I I wouldn't say it's bad. It's, it's not fully behind from what I recalled, um, some differences. So I went to a junior academy. Um, there are other Adventist academies. Some of them are actual boarding schools. Some of them are like hybrid boarding schools where it's like, you know, you'll live like, like the campus has like housing where some students or like, um, families live right near the, the campus and, um, people like Newberry Park Academy is like that. They go They go to 12th grade and you can live, they don't have dorms on campus, you can live off campus. Um, another school that actually was a boarding school, I don't know if they still exist, but they're in Texas, called Valley Grande Academy. They had um, dorms. Um, what other? I don't know if La Sierra... Oh, uh, I don't know. I think Gardena sorry, Glendale, Glendale Academy doesn't have dorms. It's a day school. Uh, Monterey Monterey Bay Academy in Monterey Bay has dorms. Um so yeah, I mean there are a lot of academies. Um I think there's like Walla Walla. Uh is that a college? I can't remember now. Walla Walla is a college, um, or if it's a high school, it's in Washington. I think it's a university. Um, Andrews is a university. Yeah, La Sierra, Loma Linda. They're like south, southwest. I don't remember or southern. I don't know. I don't know. There, there's a lot that I can't remember. Um, um, let me see. There's San Antonio Junior Academy. Um, so the junior academies, I can't think of any junior academies where kids actually live there. Um, there's Holbrook Indian, Indian school. That's an Adventist school on a reservation in Holbrook, Arizona. Now I'm not sure if that was historically a mission school. Um, I think they go kindergarten through 12th. Um, I can't recall if that was a mission school. I don't really know the history of it, and I I need to learn the history of it because that's pretty disturbing to think that, you know, an Adventist church might have had, like, a, a residential school. That's not, I, that's not okay. I don't believe in those types of, like, systems. Um, now, boarding schools, boarding academies, people going at their own will um, or parents, you know, educating their children through those systems, I don't have, like, an issue with that, um, if it's willing, um, I don't think it's okay to take kids as, like, slave labor or, like, military, you know, stealing children from their families and, like, abusing them in school systems and things like that, like, I do not agree with that whatsoever, I don't care what background the person's from, I don't think that's okay, um, um, but yeah that's a boarding school but i i don't know if it's a boarding school because it was a residential school initially or because it's an adventist academy i don't think it's considered an academy though um and that school's different from any of the others i've i've seen or known about um so That's um um let me see Yeah, so school, yeah. A lot of Kids go to Adventist colleges, Adventist universities. Um, they might still work for an Adventist school when they're out of, you know, college or university or work for an Adventist hospital. Adventists have tons of hospitals. Um, I think in San Diego, there's Paradise Valley. I believe that is an Adventist hospital. Um, I'm not sure, but I know that it did say sanitarium. Yeah. Um, I think Adventists did have sanitariums, um, for people's recovery, um, yeah, and just a lot of, like, health-related things, um, now, I, I can't think of that many churches, I mean, the Catholic Church, for sure, is very big on education as well, Um, they do have a lot of really good schools, um, boarding schools too, and they do have really good, um, like colleges and universities too. Um, Mormons, I believe Mormons have more universities, um, or colleges. I don't know if they really, um, have their own high schools and like junior highs and stuff like that um now a lot of Adventist schools like when I say junior academy I think I've explained before but a junior academy is a school that doesn't go all the way through to senior year Um, there are a lot of different types of qualifications a school needs, like you need to be able to provide electives and certain other types of things, um, so that someone can actually graduate high school to get their diploma. And I think when the schools aren't able to fully give all the all the courses, all of the electives, everything that you need to graduate high school, then it can't be a full academy. It can't go all the way to 12th grade, and then you have to transfer out. So um, I transferred out. I went I went to an Adventist school. I went to public school K through 2, and then grades 3 through 10, I went to Adventist school. Um, and then I transferred to a... Um, um, I transferred to, uh, public school to finish out my junior, senior years, um, the difference for me was that I was coming from a very small, um, Adventist school, which was, like, a hundred something kids, K through 10, and by the time I was in 10th grade, there were, like, five of us in that grade, um, that, I, I mean, we had known each other, I think almost all of us had known each other since we were like children I'm trying to think of who I I went to 10th grade with Uh, I think there was Michael, Rachel, Kurt um dude who else was in my class maybe Jackie I can't remember if she was in there and then there must have been a 5th I don't know who it was um but yeah I grew up with with Rachel and Kurt since I was in I was like freaking like five years old I was in like kindergarten when I knew them um because we had first moved to LA when I was like five and we started going to that church near LAX airport when I was like five it was near there at that time um and then they were like in my cohort basically in my in my year um And the girl, she was the pastor's oldest daughter. And then the boy, he was just another kid that was like my age. Um, And I think when I met him during that time when I met him, when he was still in kindergarten, I guess, or maybe it was first grade. But I think kindergarten, he had had a really terrible accident where some kid at the Adventist school had pushed him off of like some monkey bars or something like that. Some play structure where he hit his head he fell in his head on some really hard packed sand and got some form of brain damage he he fell like on his temple um and he had to learn to talk and walk and everything all over again um so i do recall him being like unable to really do anything and sitting in a wheelchair and i don't think when i first met him that he was like that Um, But I wasn't going to the school with him at that time. Um, And that was old play equipment that they used to have. It was basically just made out of like big, like planks of wood that were like the style of like, um like, you know, when you go to like the the railroad tracks and they have those big, like rail like those big beams of like wood, Um, they were like that thick types of wood, but just, like, really big pieces of wood, like, some of them were, like, bolted together, and it was, like, heavy, huge, giant pieces of wood with, like, tall, like, um, tall kind of, like, uh, what do you call it, like, not platters (laughs) or planks, what do you call it, like, uh, like, levels, like, different stories where you could, like, stand on, I guess, like, different levels, um, and they were like pretty tall off the ground, um, and the monkey bars were just like solid, like metal um I think they had those bars where you could just go across, and then they had the rings too, and just like those little ladders where you would climb up and um i don't know if there was a tire swing on that one. I can't remember, but this is like ancient. it was like before they got the plastic uh play structure it was just freaking wood and metal. Um, they had some old gigantic, those big, huge seesaws as well. They were just wood and metal. Um, later on, they built this better playground with safer equipment where they had sawdust at the bottom and it was, um, you know, really, uh, nicer equipment. Things were a little lower to the ground. Um, I think there was a play equipment. It had like a tube slide, a swirl slide one of those like bacon bumpy slides, um, one of those like little bridges, um, I think it has some like twirly ladder thing, like a spiral, it looked like a spiral kind of ladder, um, some other kind of ladders, and it had a tire swing, um, I think we had tetherball back then too, um, I can't remember, there was like a sandbox at some point, um a merry-go-round at some point they got rid of the merry-go-round um swing sets a big swing set um so a lot of it during my lifetime they had changed out but then again I'd been involved with that school since I was like in kindergarten um because it was the school where most of the kids would go even though I never went there and then well until like third grade and then but in second grade I started my dad and, and my friend um, whose kid, whose oldest kid had, a, had the brain damage. Um, our dad started a Sunday league for sports, um, because, you know, they were really into sports and they wanted us to all grow up playing sports. But, you know, with the Adventist denomination, it's hard to really get into sports because a, you can't really play sports with other Adventists, Friday, sundown, the Saturday sundown. And then you, you can't really join a sports league if you're really traditional, Um, Because it would be usually on the Sabbath, which is like during the daytime on a Fri on a Saturday. Um, And usually you're in church on Saturdays. And so, yeah, having church, having to play sports instead of church would be not really um, (laughs) looked kindly upon. And so you would be much more likely to... Not do that, um. And, but yeah, there was no sports for us. You couldn't really join a league, so they made a league on Sundays, um, because there was no forbidden rules about doing that on Sundays. And so, from second grade until, I think maybe till eighth or ninth grade, I played soccer, basketball, and uh, baseball slash softball, um, every year. I think the first couple years there was only soccer. And then I think they expanded into basketball and and softball. Like, they rotated out. Um, And I do that every Sunday. I think after 8th grade, I stopped playing baseball and just did basketball and soccer. I think I did basketball until... uh, I think the girls' league went to, like, 10th grade or something. And I think I did soccer. They developed the women's league. So instead of playing seniors with the boys through high school, I played I think I did play seniors with the boys through high school and then I still kept playing during college cuz there was the the women's league and there was also that men's league um too. So, um people could keep playing. Um I don't know if it really exists anymore. I don't really I don't really know what the deal is with it all now. Um other people run it, but um That was kind of in my area, what was going on. And so that would be... Yeah, just kind of generally how school would look, how your week would look. Like, generally your week, uh, traditional Adventists don't tend to work on the Sabbath. Uh, I say traditional Adventists. There are plenty of Adventists that do work on the Sabbath. But traditionally, Adventists don't work on the Sabbath, don't pay for things on the Sabbath, don't really do much other than church. Um... I mean, I've known people who didn't cook on the Sabbath, didn't listen to the radio or anything secular, any secular radio, um, didn't watch TV or any secular TV. Now with the internet, I think a lot of things changed with that. So with the internet, what I noticed is that um, people who weren't maybe watching TV and things like that. Um once you start having like smartphones and like laptops and things like that, it's like you know, you're not really not involved in secular stuff like you're still like I think I think what I'm what I'm trying to think is like I think Facebook and maybe YouTube were two of the things that kind of really changed things for Adventism. Because when, like, originally not everybody had smartphones. There was maybe, like, the Blackberry and maybe, like, the Sidekick. And, like, so you you could text. um, You could have a little bit of, like, internet. But it wasn't like you were sitting on your Blackberry really watching full-on movies all the time and stuff like that. But I feel like once you got into, like, the iPhones and iPods and, like, all those kind of things, um, people were more... um, individual with their music with their um you know consumed um entertainment um and then i feel like once you once the social media apps started you know because i feel like myspace was a really popular one where people might still go home and go on the internet for myspace but like at that time not everybody really had smartphones back then i don't think they were really popular or people didn't really have them like that um, but once, once people had Facebook and smartphones and YouTube, um, with, you know, ability to go on YouTube or other like movies and then Netflix and stuff like that. And once all that, once all those apps were available, I feel like that really changed for Adventists, kind of how they interact with media on the Sabbath. Cause when I was growing up, it was like, you know, if your family doesn't turn on the TV, you're literally just not watching TV. Like or if you had TVs in your rooms, you could maybe watch it in your room, but yeah, like, I'd go to friends' houses that didn't do, like, media on the Sabbath, unless it was maybe National Geographic, or maybe, like, TBN, which was, like, the Trinity Broadcasting Network for, like, it was, like, all church all the time, or, like, religious-type shows, um so you could watch that. Usually nobody would say don't watch church. Um, or you could listen to like religious type music. I remember wow was, um, were some albums that were coming out. Um, I think I first got into it like in 1999. I remember wow 99, um, has some, uh, oh man, like Avalon and like yeah, I had some some bands that I used to like back then. I mean, I still do. Delirious, I think. Um I can't remember if Supertones had that um song Little Man on there. Um they're like a ska band from like the OC um but yeah they're christian and like i used to like totally go to a lot of those shows and like totally rock out with all my friends we would be all like skank dancing and just like we weren't allowed to dance by the way either but like our youth pastor and collegiate pastors would take us to like these christian concerts and we'd just be like moshing and stuff and like (laughs) i guess we were allowed i mean like that was kind of the only time people never were like uh, you can't dance. I remember once going to an OC Supertones concert that was like at a at a church, like in their sanctuary with like pews. And then um, when the band came on, we came out into the aisles and started like moshing. And then I think there were like pastors or whatever who were like, you can't do that here. This is a church. So we went back to our pews and we're just like, rocking out in the pews, and, like, dancing around, like, just in a row, like, standing up by ourselves, like, and it was just a bunch of, like, old people just, like, sitting and watching the ska band, and we're just, like, yes, (laughs) but I don't know, um, but it wasn't a, it wasn't an Adventist church, it was another type of church that they had played at, um, I don't know if we were worshiping, or if we were just, like, really into the band, we just- I don't know, like, one of my friends, I'm pretty sure he was, like, worshipping, he would be, like, you know, like, my mom would always be, like, he's slain in the spirit, kind of, like, he'd be, like, laying prostrate, like, on the, on the ground, like, in the front of the, you know, stage slash altar, just kind of, like, bowing down, and, like, you know, like, doing his thing, and we, we were just used to him doing that, so it wasn't, like, weird for us but i mean yeah like we would we would do that kind of thing but that wasn't that was like the 90s generation people coming up in the 90s that's kind of how it looked um but yeah i'm not too sure of people's stances now with like media because it's definitely changed like i do remember honestly like going to friends houses or usually it would be like my friends would come over my parents would let you know talk to the other kids parents after after church and they'd like hey you know let's have our kids like play together today or whatever we weren't a very religious household um I mean we were we went to church and there were certain things like we didn't we weren't really allowed to really be watching too many movies with too much like cursing and swearing and violence and um or any of it really like they like if my dad would hear, like, one or two swear words, like, that was, like, you're not supposed to be watching this kind of thing. He really had an issue with movies. There were certain foods we just never really purchased or cooked, like, bacon and ham and never had alcohol in the house and that kind of thing. Um, but as far as, like, TV and stuff, we would mostly watch, like, sports, but mostly, like, if it wasn't sports, maybe movies, like, I think when we got, like, teenagers and, like, in college, because I still lived at home a lot of college, too, very common for la um because the cost of living is so you know high that like usually you're gonna be staying home a lot um a lot of my friends lived at home for a really long time um or they went to adventist university so the ones of us during my time period a lot of us didn't really go to the adventist schools because they cost way more um, so a lot of us, I think my generation kind of started the trend of, like, go to community college, transfer into a, a UC or a university. Um, and the education in those systems, you know, the University of California and Cal States and all that, it's it's very good education. Um, I would argue that it's better than the Adventist school education system, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, so there's that. And then, yeah, but I really do think Facebook and YouTube and smartphones kind of changed. You know, because you don't, like, during my generation, it was common for people to be like, I don't use the internet on the Sabbath. That was something that a lot of households didn't use the internet on the Sabbath. Um, now, I'm talking, like, we went from dial-up to, like, um, you know, faster and faster and faster internet internet but i mean there was a time when like not everybody had laptops then there was a time when everybody pretty much had laptops and then people started everybody had like smartphones and like tablets were common and stuff too so like even people having smartphones in church like i remember when my friend used to have a blackberry in church and he would maybe check like sports or whatever but it's like it's not like everybody had smart devices where they could be, like, texting all, like, we had T9 texting on, like, Ericsson phones, and, like, the Razer was really popular, but it's, like, you couldn't really be, like, online, on the internet all day, like, you know, you could check your emails and stuff like that, but there wasn't really a whole lot you can do, um, so it was common that people didn't really use the internet, um, it was common that people didn't, um, Uh, yeah, people didn't use the internet, people didn't, um, watch TV, listen to the radio, that kind of thing, um, and I, I didn't really have an issue with it, I mean, mostly because I was out with friends, like, we always had, we were either at our friend's house or, you know, I would hang out with my brother a lot, too, and we'd maybe go down to the beach, which was walking distance, or, like, um yeah, if our friends came over, we kind of just, like, hang out outside, we weren't really able to play, allowed to play sports, but we could play, like, Bible card games, or, like, watch Bible movies, or just mostly go outside and play, but not, like, sports, um, and, you know, or my dad would take us to the parks, like, almost a lot, actually, we would go to the park so much, or the beach, um, like, whenever we had friends over, especially, because it's, like, well, we're not allowed to do anything, um, and then I had some friends where we'd go to their houses, and we'd just kind of explore outside, and, like, or come inside and listen to, like, Bible cassette tapes, or, like, I remember we'd listen to Daniel in the lion's den all the time, and, like, other, like, Bible cassette tapes, like, we would just listen to them, like, over, and over, and over again, um, we might be able to play, like, the piano, or, uh, but, yeah, we didn't play video games. We didn't do anything secular for the most part. Um, and as a kid, it was a little hard because um, it may- it almost felt like you're not allowed to have fun. Like, I think a lot of people were like, oh, like, we could come over to your house and like, you're allowed to like watch, watch World Cup soccer and watch sports and all this other stuff. Um, I remember there was one World Cup where... Um, a lot of us were waiting till after sundown to to hear the scores and then um there was somebody i remember there was like breakfast during this time they were doing like a breakfast a church breakfast near like christmas or something like that and we were going to the breakfast and so we're all in line indoors in the church gonna have breakfast talking was it christmas i feel like it was christmas um is that right though Cause I feel like world Cup is in the summer it's not in during Christmas. maybe it was another another soccer series, but anyways, I remember like at that time I wasn't watching t v um I've gone back and forth between doing traditional adventist things and not um and not going to church at all or doing any of anything ever um or being like super like legalistic about stuff but um yeah, I would say that yeah, there, were, there were a lot of times where people didn't really watch things. And I remember one person kind of was, had checked the score or watched the game before church or something. Like, I think there was a game that was on that morning before church or something. Um, and then it was like, he was, he was like telling us the score and we're like, nah, I didn't want to hear that. Cause we're going to wait all till sundown, um, to hear the, and I'm pretty sure it was near Christmas. Um, we we're gonna wait to hear the score, and um yeah, we we're waiting to hear the score, basically, so yeah, I don't really know. Um, yeah, so I think that's generally kind of what a person's life might look like, like, basically, Friday sundown, you know, you stop working, a lot of churches have, like, an event called Vespers or some kind of Friday night thing to do, like, it's very common for Adventist churches, at least when I was growing up, it was very common for them to have a lot of stuff to do, because it's like, well, if you're telling people they can't do all this stuff that everybody else in the whole world is doing, how the heck are you supposed to just by yourself not do it, you know, it's like, if you have a whole community of people that aren't doing it, it's a lot easier, because it's like, well, at least you have people to go out and do nothing with, you know, at least I can, you know, we couldn't go to the mall, because it's shopping, like, we couldn't do, like, anything, like, I'm telling you, like, if we went to, like, even the beach, we couldn't even really go swim in the ocean. It's, like, yeah, we were allowed to, like, walk to the beach, take nature walks, go hiking, um, but, yeah, like, nothing competitive. We weren't allowed to study or, you know, review for exams or write papers or work, um, and so that was Friday sundown, to Saturday sundown and usually Saturday morning you'd wake up go to church I mean you'd have maybe breakfast at home and then just go to church so it was like you didn't even have anything like if you if if you had like a Vespers option on Friday night it would usually end by 8 or 9 p.m. I want to say 9 p.m. maybe 10 I don't know because people would always linger and talk and stuff too because it's like why go home if you can't really watch tv or do anything like you're not going to do anything at home so you might as well just talk and then you'd go home and then just kind of rest sleep wake up go to church <laughs> most churches start around 9 a.m so it's not like ridiculously early but it's early enough a lot of the ethnic uh, churches a lot of the minority churches tend to have longer services and service after the service um a lot of them would call them like a y like adventist youth or something like that um not all of them had that but a lot of them had that or like potlucks after church um if church ends around like noon or one or something or one thirty or whatever and then you would eat with the church or go home and eat and then maybe come back um, to end the sabbath at the church or there might be like a an evening activity um closing the sabbath that leads into maybe like sports like volleyball or um some social gathering along those lines so that would be popular too um and then yeah work week like if you're studying you usually wouldn't study on the sabbath um if you're you know you wouldn't usually go out like after work for drinks on this on friday night after work um because there's alcohol, and because you're paying for stuff, and you usually wouldn't work on Friday nights, uh, because that's work, you usually wouldn't go to work on Sundays, because that's work, you wouldn't do overtime, you wouldn't go into work, you wouldn't study, if you're a student, um, you wouldn't take classes, um, and all that kind of stuff, um, you might not even go to work parties, I don't really know, um, And then, you know, the purpose would be to, you know, have a, have an Adventist, like have, not have an Adventist, but have like a, um, a time set apart, um, for between you and God. It's a time set apart, almost like a date of a sort, if you want to call it that, but like, it's a time set apart every week for 24 hours, um, without fail that you are just reconnecting with God and, um, kind of doing other spiritual things. Um, but especially not working. And, um, a lot of it comes from the Jewish tradition of, you know, you know how the Bible often says in Exodus, like when we were slaves, you know, so a lot of the things that in judaism that people didn't do um they didn't do them because that's what they did when they were slaves in egypt so certain clothing certain this certain that especially the work um you weren't working all day every day seven days a week you had a time set apart that was not for work um now a lot of religions don't have that or they have something like that on another day. Most denominations of Christianity I think I think Muslims so Muslims aren't Christian, but I think in Islam, I think Muslims go to church on third well, go to go to mosque on Thursdays, but they do have their prayers five times every day. I um Jewish people do synagogue Saturdays. Um, Friday nights, usually it's like, um, bringing in the Sabbath, either with family or friends, very community, a very community, um, religion as well. Um, Adventism is a very community, um, denomination. Um, so let me see. So, Yeah, that's generally kind of what it would look like. Um. That would be, like, generally the lifestyle. Like I mentioned, a lot of Adventists, at least the way I grew up, like, no coffee. Probably no tea either because of the caffeine. No Coca-Cola. Uh, people would eat chocolate. I don't know anyone who was, like, totally against chocolate. Um. Yeah, no cigarette smoking, definitely no weed smoking, no drinking alcohol. Um, like I mentioned before, no bars, no clubs, no dancing. Um, and yeah, so that's in general how Adventist kind of would look different. Um I'm trying to see if I'm missing anything. Um... I mean, clothing styles There, you know, I mean, I could say, I mean, people don't really talk about it. I would say more, more like, um, like, you know, no tattoos, no jewelry, no piercings, um, nothing like revealing, kind of like modest clothing, um, nothing too like expensive or flashy. Like you don't really see a lot of people with like Lambos and Porsches and stuff like that. Like um and then like paying tithe ten percent of your income. Uh they say before taxes. Um Um I'm trying to think But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record more segments, but that's, that's all I can really think of for the general info of like, what an Adventist kind of general week would look like, general lifestyle would look like. Um, As you can tell, like, it's pretty different from mainstream American culture, because there's a lot of stuff you're not doing on the days and nights when other people are doing stuff um especially uh, weekends you only get really Saturday and Sunday off for weekends and if you're not doing anything from Friday night to Saturday night uh well you can go out Saturday night at least but um yeah and I think Mormons keep Sunday as the Sabbath I do believe I, I I'm not 100% sure but I what I from what I believe I've learned is that they keep the Sunday Sabbath as it not working as well um, but they keep it on Sunday, all day Sunday. I don't know if they have like a sun up to sundown kind of thing, or if it's just like during the church day or whatever. Um, I believe for Mormons, the the week starts with Monday. I think that's what I've learned is that they believe Monday is the first day of the week making sunday the seventh day which would be the seventh day for rest um now in judaism the reason why it's friday sundown to saturday sundown is because in the bible when it talks about the first day um the way the the bible says it is there was evening and there was morning and that was the first day when god created light right separated the light from the darkness and there was evening and there was morning and that was the first day so um in judaism traditionally evening starts the day so friday night is the start of the seventh day ending sunday night which would be the end sorry Friday night is the beginning of the seventh day, which would end Saturday night, which is the end of the seventh day. And then Saturday night after Sabbath, so that Saturday night is now considered the first day of the week. Um, Saturday night is now a new week. Saturday night into Sunday is a new week. Um Versus, you know, a lot of us would say morning tonight, right? And in a lot of Western culture, it's morning tonight. So if I say I'm going to meet somebody Sunday, or if I'm going to meet you on the first day of the week, you're usually going to assume that we're going to probably hang out sometime on Sunday. You're not usually going to assume that we're going to hang out Saturday night. Um, people don't really say things like that in, in our culture in the Western U.S. for the most part. Um, yeah, and then... I believe Amish keep Sunday. Um, I don't know if they completely don't work on Sundays. I know they have their services on Sunday, but from what it sounds like, there might be Amish churches. And now every Amish church, like um, from different areas, you know, they have their own different traditions that they follow. Um, so they're all different with different types of things as far as like the types of hats they wear, the types of bonnets they wear, um, different things like that. Um, the types of tractors or, you know, plowing that they might use for, you know, if they're farming or like if they can take construction jobs or if they can work, you know, at restaurants and stuff like that, they're all different. So I believe that, I believe some of them, at least, I don't know if all of them, but I believe at least some of them can work after church um I don't think they keep all of Sunday holy as in like you can't do any work Uh, or they might play sports and hang out and stuff like that but um all right guys so I'm running out of time so that's it for now um stay tuned for more on the on these topics thanks for listening